Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Hello. And today we are not joined by any of our friends. Today we're going to be catching up on quarantine life. So sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please turn around and go home. Nice. That was a nice edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you should not be driving. You should be in quarantine. Or, like, if you're forced into going to work, getting groceries, I totally understand. And I apologize if we were being insensitive asking you to turn around. Yes. Thank you for those of uh, deemed essential workers, particularly healthcare providers. Thank you for braving the world and listening to our podcast on your commute. Yeah, what a what an interesting uh, turn of events here. Although many of you have been expecting a circle episode because that's what we claimed on our outro previously. Unfortunately, we're holding off on that episode until we can get access to our good friend Greg, who's quarantining in Virginia right now. Yeah, so um, the the circle was a, a perfect quarantine watch for me. Not to get into it too much because we do want to have that episode but the contestants are in quarantine themselves so that's uh yeah i i like and i'd I'd say my favorite thing about the circle uh relative to all other reality tv shows that i've observed is that the characters or the contestants if you will are actually likable yeah i followed a handful of them on instagram i was like i want to consume more of your personality i guess yeah But since we're not here to talk about that, I'd love to just pitch other shows that you could be watching or that you should be watching while in quarantine. Um, Joe, before we get to that, has your life changed drastically uh, since this whole pandemic? Um, Yes. So my school and my job have both instructed me to work remotely. Uh, So my job is technically an internship through the school. Um, so all my classes are online for the rest of the semester and I'll only be doing, rather than working on actual cases, um, at my internship, I'll be doing more like research and writing projects because I'm able to do those from home. Conveniently though, right before all this happens, I was on spring break. So I did kind of get a little bit of a head start to being home all the time. Nice. Yeah. Um, There were a few gatherings that I had leading up to everything getting shut down Um, in the theater that both Joe and I are involved in. I host improv jams on the second Thursdays of every month, and that was the day that many organizations and many government officials um, followed through with shutting things down. And so at about five o'clock, three hours before our open jam, um, we had to pull the plug. And because of that, uh, my roommate from college, Thom, who's been on the episode, was already down here. So he actually stayed for three days because he had expected to be here on Thursday for the jam, on Saturday for the show, and leave on Sunday. So we had almost uh, like a little slumber party Thursday through Saturday because he still had the time commitment to be here. We half quarantined, um, but we did have two social gatherings that weekend before we officially started our quarantine. 
Yeah, I was, um, I think my quarantine officially started uh, about like eight days, seven or eight days ago. Um, I saw this tweet that said, you can tell a lot about a person when they tell you what day of their quarantine it is. <laughs> because this is we're recording this on March 19th, so if someone's like, quarantine day three, it's like, what have you been doing? <laughs> I mean, I saw a lot of videos of people on spring break Mm -hmm. and uh, videos of people for St. Patrick's Day, and a lot of people were very angry. Yeah. I was very surprised at the amount of people I saw going out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day over the weekend or to to steal a line from my parents. I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. (laughs) Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Serta. (laughs) Classic. Um, during the gatherings that I hosted, um, we played a little bit of D&D in one of them. And then there was another game night that I had organized literally months prior, which was why we were so hesitant to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played some code names, uh, Just One, Where Words, and Quiplash. Uh, for those who don't know those games, a lot of them are word association games, which I'm a really big fan of, I'd say Codenames and Just One are my top two favorite games to play with as many people as I can. Um, I'm I'm just a a really big fan of trying to develop that, that mind meld or that group mind with my friends. Yeah. I remember back in college, uh, catchphrase was definitely, uh, I tell this story all the time, but we had to start making, like, really weird and obscure clues because we got too good at it, basically. Yeah, we basically put conditions on ourselves. It was like One Punch Man. We were like, oh, man, the world's so boring now. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly... I I do remember, like, playing catchphrase and being like, ah, let's... Okay, all of our clues have to be SpongeBob oriented, no matter what the word is. And we'd still get to the words. <laughs> and like, there'd be a group of us just nailing it. And the other people at first would be like, what? How'd you do that? And then eventually would transition to like, guys, can you please stop playing catchphrase? Uh, the fall of descent. Yeah. Nope. The fall of glory. The fall and the descent. I, I think the fall of glory but I guess maybe okay. the descent of glory is also like a, or descend. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I want to quickly finish uh, these board game reviews just because uh, if you've never played Werewords, it's very similar to Werewolf or Mafia or Secret Hitler or whatever you've been playing, where there are people fighting against the community. This one is, again, word association. So the mayor knows a word, and you can ask yes or no questions to try to get you to the word. The werewolves also know what the word is, so they're trying to waste the questions, but in a way where people don't suspect them as werewolves because then they can get called out at the end as well. Yeah, we played werewords, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was frustrating because you were really good at it. But uh, I did enjoy playing it. Story of my life, baby. <laughs> um, since you mentioned Quiplash at the beginning of those recommendations and reviews, um, 
Quiplash is my favorite um, Jackbox game, even though all the Jackbox games are typically a lot of fun, but Quiplash is hands down my favorite, and I feel like that's the typical answer. Um, but something I'm really looking forward to is a couple friends of mine are putting together um, a Zoom Quiplash game because you don't actually have to be physically in the same room to play. And I think that's oh like a, a fantastic quarantine idea. That sounds so cool. Because, like, yeah, you just need... I mean, you don't even need the original TV because the question pops up on your phone when you're voting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Wow, I'm I'm very interested in that. Let me know when that is, and I will pop in, even if I'm just the audience. Yeah, uh, that's the great thing about Quiplash. You can, you, you can even participate in the audience. It's like uh, American Idol. Does that still track? Does American Idol still track? I don't know. I, I never... The, the, the only thing I know about American Idol is that it got us that actress in This Is Us famous. Demi Moore, maybe? Oh, Mandy Moore? I don't know. Uh, she plays the mom. Yeah, Mandy Moore. Oh, okay, then. Yes, Mandy Moore. Oh, I did not know she was on American Idol. I'm pretty sure that's that's where she started. I believe it. Good for Good for her. Yeah. Which brings us to shows you should be watching while in quarantine. Boom, we got there. So This Is Us is definitely the most current. Mm-hmm. Um, next week is the finale for the season, and I just finished catching up yesterday, and I only cried a little. Yeah, the uh, the last few episodes have been very, like, good. They, they'll have a couple fillers every season, but the last two, they're really gearing up into, like, their big emotional payoff. Right, yeah, because at the beginning of this season, or if it was the mid-season finale of of Kevin telling Rebecca, like, oh, you know me and Randall aren't talking, and mm-hmm. so, like, you're like, wait, what happened? And they've, I think they've done a really good job of slowly building to that rather than just putting it at the very last episode. Like, they've really been ramping it up. Right. And just something I like in general that the show's been doing, um, I think they started since season two, is at the end of, at the season finale, it'll all be at this one scene that they keep adding more and more pieces to. Um, typically, we won't see any of that throughout the season. This This season, we saw a few glimpses of it before the season finale, but I'm really right. excited to see like what the big reveal is this time yeah i i think uh the this is us writers have really been stepping it up especially with all of the timelines that they've been juggling like mm-hmm. there are four there are three or four past timelines there is one present timeline but they also keep track of the big three so there's really three present timelines mm-hmm. and then there's at least one or two future timelines so someone out there is earning their pay yeah um one thing i've been i started westworld during the quarantine um, yes and i have a bit of a bone to pick with it um, I feel like a well. You're already wrong I, based on this. I get it. I'm on the wrong side of history, and I accept that. But I feel like Westworld had a lot of storylines, just like This Is Us. But This Is Us keeps me interested in each storyline, 
And then also, not every episode, but much more periodically is like, here's how they tie together. Isn't that great? And I'm like, it is great. This is us. With Westworld, and I haven't even finished season one, so take that with a grain of salt. But with Westworld, it's like, I'm seven or eight hours of television in, and I'm like, I like two people. I know four people's names. Everyone seems to be doing their own thing still. And I'm so confused. Yeah, so I started off um, thinking you were going to be wrong, but that is exactly how to experience Westworld. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, I think Westworld is one of the few shows where it's really important to watch them as they air, not mm-hmm. not to stay relevant, but to be really be able to, to digest the episode and get to discuss it with people before you move on to the next episode. I did. I was thinking that. Um, I, I thought if I wasn't binging it, I might like it better. Um, so I might go mm. back and like watch one a day or something rather than uh, have it on, especially like. You know, I'll sit and watch two, then I'll sort of do something else, but have like it on in the background. Um, oh yeah, yeah, there are so, a lot of details. Yeah, you're and probably so gonna yeah, miss. so I, I also will accept that uh, that I did not give it my full attention, and so that obviously is going to affect my understanding of everything. Yeah, in high school, when we had to read um, certain chapters and books, and then go to class and discuss it, I used to hate it. I thought it was boring and a waste of our time. Uh, until I read *Waiting for Godot* mm. in senior year of high school, where I would read uh, a scene. And have no idea what's going on, but like get the gist of it, come to class, talk about it, be in awe of like everything that's going on and all of the discussion and then like be excited to read the next chapter. Whereas if I had just read through the the play, I would have been like, well, this place sucks and I would have thrown it out. Yeah, I, uh, that's definitely like a benefit of like group discussion. Um but also, I, you just reminded me of the phenomenon in high school where uh, someone would explain something and you'd be like, oh, this guy gets it. Like, <laughs> I, had no, I had no clue what Curly's wife from Of Mice and Men represented. But this guy, wow. This guy. Uh, a couple of other things I've been watching on Netflix. I literally just finished uh, Beastars about an hour ago. And, Joe, I I think you've seen a few episodes. Yeah, I've seen the first, uh, like, two episodes. Um, Awesome. Yeah. So the quick premise of Beastars, imagine Zootopia, where there's, like, this issue of carnivores versus herbivores, but they're living in a general society. Uh, But they're all based in high school, and it's a little bit darker, or a lot darker. So uh, let let me ask you this about Beastars. Did it affect your viewing at all that the... So I watched it dubbed. I don't know if there's a subbed version available. Um, there is. But I, okay, because I just have subtitles on Netflix generally. Um, but then I was also watching it in English. But the subtitles and the English translation were just like pretty different. They were very different. Yeah. You will. You will never hear me say turn off subtitles except for right now yeah it it like was honestly like distracting like all i could focus on was like but that 
Like, it didn't necessarily change the meaning of what they were saying, but I was just like, it's so, like, it's so weird that they're so different, like, just the phrasing and everything. Yeah, honestly, it's a, it's a good anime to sort of pitch whether or not you're a sub or a dub guy. Mm -hmm. Like, people who argue for sub really argue, like, about the context and the meaning behind every single word. I think when they dub it, they get the gist of the meaning, mm -hmm. but I think you miss a lot of character. Yeah. Now, I specifically was playing Minecraft while watching Beastars, so I left it at dubbed and I turned off the subs, and it did not affect my enjoyment. I really enjoyed it, but I'm certain I think uh, I would have gotten a better understanding of these characters if I put it in Japanese and added the subtitles. But overall, I recommend. Yeah, from what I've seen, I like it. Um, I'll probably try that, either turning off the subtitles or doing subbed with Japanese voice acting. Um, no spoilers, but does it look like there could be a season two? It ends by saying season two comes coming soon. Oh, excellent. Okay. I should have asked that. I forgot Netflix does that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of new things that are streaming... Disney released Frozen 2 a little bit earlier than it had planned. Um, finally. Yeah, so I finally got to see it because it was one of those movies where I was like, oh, I definitely want to watch that, and then never got around to it. And it was fine. I thought the songs were fun, but it didn't. I'm glad I didn't pay to see it in the theater, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's very interesting to hear. I've actually heard that from a few people. Um, when I went to the theater and watched it, I was in awe of it. Um, ah. in, a, in a very different way than I was in awe of Frozen. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the big takeaway for Frozen 2 was how much they were catering to the adults in the audience. Um they had that sort of boy band music video that Kristoff had. See, um, that's what that's when I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's when I was like, this is so for me. I th I thought it was funny out of context, but I felt like in the rest of this movie, and particularly thinking about Frozen One, I was like, this doesn't mesh. Like they this is way too silly. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I also agree that Frozen 2 is almost like like a completely different episode. Like if Frozen 1 was an episode, mm -hmm. Frozen 2 would be like its very own season. Like they kept the characters, but then they just went off. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was personally very into that. I think my greatest takeaway from Frozen 2 was their conversation starter of the idea of reparations where mm -hmm. even if your ancestors caused problems that doesn't mean that you don't have to be held accountable for them um i don't think it's necessarily like you should feel guilty but understand that if you stick a knife in someone's back that's six inches deep and you pull it out three inches that's not reparations. Mm -hmm. If you pull it out all six inches, that's not reparations either. You have to heal the wound before the reparations are completed. Uh, that may be a metaphor by Malcolm X. I actually don't remember where that metaphor came from. I've definitely heard it before. 
samesies. Yeah, but that's definitely like in, a, a good lesson to have in a kids movie, um, like something important for children to learn. Um, I don't want to spoil the movie because I think if you haven't seen it, you should now watch it because it's streaming on Disney Plus. But I was very surprised and pleased with what happened in the movie and like the lesson to get from it. I agree. And I think uh, the very, I guess, more minor subtext of the movie, I would say pay very close attention to Kristoff's um, relationship to the storyline, mm-hmm. um, because I think he does a really good job of being a man and not being a toxic man. Right. Good old Kristoff. Um, I'll take the time now to say don't watch Six Underground. I got through 18 minutes of it, and it took me about a half an hour to 45 minutes to get through those 18 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. that's not, Yeah, I skipped it because I heard people saying it was bad. Um, so I'm glad you're out there on the front lines testing these people's words. Absolutely, everyone. Uh, What you might actually want to watch is Marriage Story. At this point, it might be a little too late. I don't know how old that movie feels because I did see a lot of people talking about it. But we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I recommend going out to see Marriage Story. No, not going out. Staying in to see Marriage Story. Streaming on Netflix. Do Do not go out to go see it. Um, I have been playing my Switch a little bit more often now, um, so I've finally gotten to play Breath of the Wild for, uh, like, substantial amount of time, and it's a really cool game. It, it looks really nice, even when you're in, like, the handheld mode, which I think is super cool. It's a little tedious at times for me, but, uh, you know, it's not like I have anywhere to be. So I could <laughs> I can sit and run across a grass field for a little bit. Yeah, I would say the only reason I feel FOMO about Switches is any Zelda games and any Mario games. Yeah, and I think Nintendo knows that. Like they have some uh like third party games, like Skyrim is on there. Um which might just be my next Switch game purchase because even though I've played 200 hours of that game on my PlayStation, I want to be able to bring it with me places when all this, when we're allowed to go outside again. Um, but I think Nintendo has always been like, yeah, people like Mario, people like Zelda, and uh, really, that's all we need. That really is, though. I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> Um, I don't play too many games. I have been Minecrafting the last few days, really trying to understand the mechanics of it because I'm still so new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I Minecraft, I do like to continue watching TV. Um, so the last couple of things I watched, I'm just going to give a quick yes, recommend, or no, do not recommend. Um, Lock and Key on Netflix, do recommend. The only thing is that sometimes it feels like a PG show and sometimes it feels like a PG-13 show. Mm. Uh, And it's a very weird balance. It feels like some episodes and some scenes just don't mesh together. But I really like the concept. And just the name itself, Lock and Key, is brilliant. Their last name is Lock. They find keys that are magic. 
Ooh, I so, do like that. Yeah, so definitely, I'd say, yeah, watch it, because you're in quarantine. Uh, Dragon Prince, season three, pretty recently came out. The animation improved drastically. Uh, the plot is just as good as it's been. And if you miss Sokka's voice from Avatar The Last Airbender, he's in it. Alex, let me tell you, I did. <laughs> Everyone misses his voice. <laughs> And then, obviously, I've been keeping up with My Hero Academia. I finished High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. I'm looking forward to watching uh, Diary of a Future President, specifically because of the Latina um, protagonist. Uh, more specifically, the Latina genius protagonist. Heck yeah. Snaps. But I won't snap because that might be annoying. <laughs> and then if you're looking to rewatch anything, I've been rewatching Scrubs and rewatching Death Note. Nice. Um, yeah, I plan to finish and catch up on Westworld. I might use this time to catch up on My Hero Academia because, because I've been converted and I think I can be a subbed guy now. So now I might just watch the whole thing again, but subbed. Um, I believe in you. I'd say you. the only show I struggle to watch subbed is Dragon Ball Z, just because their voices are so much higher than I expect. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could watch Dragon Ball Z subbed. I think the dubbed has just been ingrained into my brain forever. Uh, but in general, I do recommend subbing. Um, I'm so behind, but I might try to catch up on Better Call Saul, the fourth season is on netflix and the fifth season is airing now so god willing i might be able to catch up and then uh i'm just gonna probably play a couple games that i haven't gotten around to like breath of the wild i just downloaded the dishonored series so that'll be fun too excellent and for anyone who didn't finish watching Suits, um, I think it the last episode was in January, maybe. Not worth it. Uh, the last couple <laughs> of seasons sucked. And that is our official stance. So while you're quarantined, why don't you check out these list of shows and movies and video games and board games? Um, it might just give you something to do. It might just encourage you to social distance because a lot of these things you can do from the comfort of your own home and uh stay safe stay healthy stay home and wash your hands yeah we love you and remember if you're not sure how long to wash your hands for you can sing happy birthday twice or you can watch the first 20 seconds of six underground do, 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 do. Uh, that's not the theme song at all <laughs> that'll do it for this episode thank you all so much for listening Please tune in next time when we talk about The Circle. We'll do our best to actually do it this time. If you like this, find us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 underscore bald men. And find us on Facebook and 2 baldmenpodcastcom And don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all again. And if you were driving, we hope you got to your job as a healthcare professional safely and will remain safe at work.